is the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Hello, everybody. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along this Friday afternoon, week eight of the high school football season here in the UP. Lots of games to break down, lots of coaches to talk to, all that and more coming up over the course of the next hour. Programming note. Tonight, pregame coverage will begin at 6.40 for Westwood at Gogebic. Last road trip of the regular season for the Pats. 6.40 Eastern pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. It's my hope that you join me. I'll be live from Ironwood with the play-by-play. It'll be a fun one. Chance for the Patriots to clinch a postseason berth tonight. Lots of postseason berths up for grabs this evening. Let's start it out by taking a look at the UP scoreboard. It got started last night where Brimley was at home. They were trying to clinch a spot in the playoffs. They'll have to wait till next week. Newberry comes away with a 20 to 18 win to move to 5 and 3 in the year. That drops Brimley to 5 and 3. Newberry forces a turnover late. That game, by the way, in the eight player circuit. And each team will have a chance to clinch a playoff berth next week in the final regular season contest of the year. Forest Park was supposed to travel to Stevenson last night. Stevenson forfeited their second straight game. That being said, Forest Park still wants to get that sixth win. They're 5-2, and two, so they have scheduled Morris, the top-ranked team and eight-player. They are going to play Morris in a battle of top-five teams Saturday at Pickford, a neutral site game, Forest Park, and Morris, Saturday at Pickford, kickoff is set for 2 o'clock. That makes up for Stevenson's forfeit last night. Here are the games coming up this evening. Escanaba hosting Traverse City Central in a battle of 6-1 and one teams. That should be a fun one. Great Northern UP Conference battle. You have a couple of 4-3 and three teams, each fighting for their postseason lives when Kingsford travels to take on Menominee. Westpac matchup. Calumet clinched a postseason berth last week. They're 6-1, and one and they're at home with Hancock who comes in with a 4-3 and three record fighting for their postseason lives. Nagani with a chance to get off the playoff bubble this evening. They're 5-2, and two, and they're at home with 2-5 and five Houghton. Westpac Iron matchup. You have Ishpeming with a chance to clinch tonight. The 5-2 and two Hematites go on the road, and they take on the 0-7 Munising Mustangs. Non-conference matchup as East Jordan host Mancelona. East Jordan is 2-5. and five. Mancelona comes in at 4-2. and two. Another non-conference matchup, Johan. Johannesburg Lewiston, 7 and 0 playing really good football right now. They're at home tonight with Frankfurt who comes in with a 3 and 4 record. Non-conference matchup St. Ignace will travel to take on Rogers City. The Saints come in 4 and 3, still a chance to get into the postseason here in the regular season, and Rogers City comes in at 1 and 6. Great Lakes East Conference matchup Pickford. They clinched a spot last week. They're at home 6 and 1 record for the Panthers. They will take on Rapid River who comes in at 3 and Four. Elsewhere in the eight-player circuit, North Dickinson at home against Ontonagon in a battle of one and six teams. Great Northern UP battle. Marquette fighting for their postseason lives. Couple of wins would give them a conference championship and put them in position for a wild card bid. They got to take care of business tonight, though, when they go on the road and they take on Gladstone in a battle of three and four teams. Westpac battle again. Westwood at Gogebic. Patriots at five and two can clinch a postseason berth for the third straight year with a win tonight. It would be Westwood's fifth trip to the playoffs in the last six years. Westwood has never gone to the playoffs in three consecutive seasons before in school history. Chance to clinch it tonight when they travel to 0-7 Gogebic. Again, that game can be heard right here on ESPN-UP, and it's my hope that you join us. Another Westpac matchup, Iron Mountain on the road. They've clinched a postseason spot. They can clinch a conference title with a win tonight. They take on Lance, who's searching for some kind of consistency. After starting the year 4-1, they've got to come up with wins against Iron Iron Mountain and Calumet in the final two weeks of the regular season to get that magic number of six wins. Another Westpac matchup. Norway is at Manistique in a battle of two and five teams. Gwyn looking for their first win of the year tonight when the Model Towners take their 0-7 record on the road. They take on West Iron County at 5-2. and two. The Wycons with a chance to clinch a postseason berth tonight. Harbor Springs at 5-2 and two, travels to take on 2-5 and five Elk Rapids. Tawas at 3-4 and four, travels to Indian River. They will take on 0-7 Inland Lakes. Great Lakes East Conference matchup, eight-player circuit. Cedarville 4-3 at home against 2-5 Superior Central. Great Lakes East Conference battle. Engadine clinched a spot last week. They're 6-1. They travel to take on 3-4 Rudyard. And Great Lakes West Conference battle in the eight-player circuit tonight. North Central 7-0 at home. They take on 3-4 Carney Nadeau. That is a look around the UP scoreboard for this evening. How about games coming up tomorrow? We've got a battle of 5-2 teams. 
when the Sioux travels to take on Ludington and then a Westpac matchup as Bark River Harris at 5-2 and two with a chance to clinch at Lake Linden Hubble, who comes in 4-3. and three. That is a look around the UP scoreboard for Week 8 of the high school football season. Let's take a timeout, hit the phone lines, and talk to some coaches. That's next on ESPN-UP. At Eagle Mine, their competitive advantage is directly related to the caliber of their people. They attract, develop, and reward people who have the passion to make a significant contribution to the continued growth of their business. They don't just work here, they live here. They raise their families here. More than 75% of their people were born and raised in the Upper Peninsula, and they are proud to still call it home. If you would like to be a part of a team that is redefining the way the mining industry protects the environment, safeguards its people, and strives to be the best community partner, they encourage you to explore their job opening opportunities by visiting eaglemine.com forward slash careers. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood football with head coach Scott Sergela. His team coming off a 30-6 win over Lots, getting set to take on Gogebic in Week 8. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. Tell me about this week of practice as you get set for what could be a playoff clinching game against the Miners. Well, um, the JV game, uh, Kogibic canceled. Uh, they, I guess they had some injuries against Nagani um, last week, and so uh, we were able to bring up. We brought a few sophomores up just to get a little experience and uh, things like that. And um, I don't know, that kind of brought a little bit of a new excitement to it, kind of a playoff feel, I guess you could say. And, you know, I told our kids, uh, hey, we win this week and, and, and we get in. That's a huge accomplishment for our program. I think, um, the, what, uh, three years in a row is the first time in our school history that we've made the playoffs three years in a row and uh, four out of the last five years. So, um, you know, that's a feather in our kids' cap and a credit to our coaching staff and our kids and our program overall that, you know, maybe we're heading in the right direction and things are starting to pick up and improve. Um this week, you know, it's it's been wet, that's for sure, but it's, it's been a good practice week. What have you guys been working on addressing as you get set for the minors? Gogebic does some things during the full house tee and the double wing, and then they'll spread you out in a double twins look, and, you know, they got running backs going all over and guards pulling and tackles pulling and tight ends pulling. Uh, so, you know, we're going to, we got to, we got to kind of worry about this game and take care of this game and, um, you know, uh, hopefully get to victory and qualify for the playoffs. Yeah, what does Gogibic bring to the table offensively? They're big. You know, it, it, they have a big line. Um, you know, I talked to their coach a little bit earlier this week when we were talking on the JV game, and, you know, they ran into some injuries too this year. And um, a little bit of a, I don't want to say a depleted varsity team, but it, those are the words he used. Uh, you know, he's down a couple of guys from the start of the season due to injuries and other things and um but you know there's there's some games i watch them on film play that you know they went against hancock they moved the ball they just weren't able to punch it in at times but they really moved the ball on hancock there were times that um you know they they, they moved the ball on launch and uh um so you know I, i'm worried about them just because you know you don't see a lot of full house tee uh we don't play a lot against it um and uh, if you don't, if you don't uh, do your job and do what you're supposed to do, it, it can really hurt you. They got some big back, big backs that they have, along with their big line. And 45 is a really good receiver. They got a huge tight end, so they they have some weapons that they can go to. That full house backfield does that kind of remind you of what Manistique used to run? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, that's probably earlier, um, probably eight or ten years ago, somewhat. Uh, Manistique, but uh, you know, and I, I, I've 
coached against it before and played against it before and you know it's a version you know it's the original full house tee and then it went to the wing tee then it went to the double wing and you know there's different versions of it but uh, basically you know your your traps buck sweep cross traps waggles you know those are the plays that you got to have to stop and uh, if you're not doing your assignment you got to miss assignment it's it's going to be a touchdown so we got to make sure that we're doing things right and um, you know, we we got to shore up. Uh, we tried to concentrate on a few different things this week um, that I feel that are that we can improve on defensively. Uh, one of them is you know a little bit of our secondary coverage, and um, it, and it's not that we're doing things wrong. We just have a couple of mental lapses sometimes back there. Um, you know, and you can't you can't do that against the wing T team. You can't do that against um, a Nagani team for sure or anybody like that. And uh, um, you know, if we can withstand those mental lapses sometimes throughout a game, uh, I think I, you know we, we can be a we can be a pretty good football team. Are they a misdirection style team? Anything like the option? Anything else that they'll throw in there with the run game? Well, yeah, it's a lot of misdirection. You know, the fullback will go one way, a guard or a tackle or a tight end sometimes will pull, and uh, you know the. Uh, tailback is going up one hole, the other tailback's going up the other. Next thing you know, the quarterback's running up the sidelines with it. And um, and they fake it every single time. They're taught uh, to fake that quarterback pulls on that fake um, every single time. He just doesn't go, like, to the line of scrimmage. He goes about 15 yards downfield, uh, you know. So, you, you know, you got to do your job on the edge. you got to do your job on the interior. Uh, you got to communicate and um, – it uh, it can be a tough offense to stop if if uh, if we're not mentally prepared and ready to go. How about defensively? What does Gogebic bring to the table? Uh, I've seen him in a fifty-three, a um, couple of different versions of it. They'll run a seven diamond as well, um, where they'll kind of just put every guy in the gap and have one linebacker and come at you. Um, you know, and they're big enough to do that, and uh, so. Um, you know, they got a good middle linebacker, number 11. He's a captain for them, 6'1", 195. He's also one of their running backs, big kid. Um, so we have to, you know, be ready for anything that they're going to try to throw us, throw at us. I mean, they got nothing to lose. And, um, you know, for them to come out and uh, beat us would be, a, a, you know, a feather in their cap and, and it would be a huge victory for them. And we can't let that happen. We're going to have to... You know, I've been trying to keep our kids staying sharp this week and not overlooking them and looking on to Nagani. we got to focus on Gogebic and task at hand, and, uh, and then when that game's over, and then we can move on to Nagani. So it's, uh, we're not taking them lightly by any means. Well, Coach, circling back to what you said earlier about the playoff scenario, a win gets you into the postseason for a third straight year. Is that something you're stressing to the kids, maybe using as motivation, or is it something where you just kind of want to take it one game at a time, just focus on the task at hand? Well, you know, I think your, your your foundation has to be focused on the task at hand. Live in the moment. Um, worry about, the, you know, what's happening right now, what we can control, um, you know, and that's going out and trying to win this game. And even more detailed than that, going out and trying to do the best we can on this particular play in practice. And if we do that over and over, um, you know, I think the big things will take care of themselves if we worry about the little things. Um you know, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm not looking ahead. We're not looking ahead on, you know, if this happened and that happened because there's so many different scenarios. And we're just going to try to win every game that we play and, um, you know, go from there. I, I know a lot of people are saying, well, if you win, you might have this team. If you lose, you might have this team. And it's, you know, there's a lot of football to be played yet, not only by us, but uh, we don't control uh, our own destiny, so to speak. And the fact that, uh, yes, if we win, we're in. But after that, it's, it's out of our hands because, you know, you, you get Menominee involved, and they, they're playing Kingsford, and then they play Hopkins, a downstate team that's undefeated. You know, so you don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, we have to then try to, uh, you know, then we uh, have our game against Nagani, you know, and then you throw Calumet in there, and then, uh, you know, if Menominee doesn't get in, then it might be Maple City, Glen Lake, and you know, there's a there's a million different scenarios and. I don't. I try not to get caught up in that, and I don't let the kids do it. And I just, you know, let's just worry about practice right now. This play, let's get better at it. Um, 
and let's continue to get better. And that, that's one thing I think this group of kids have done. Um, we've continually gotten better. And there's been a little bit, I don't want to say a roller coaster, but there's been some bumps in the road along the way where, you know, we have some let-ups and things like that. And that's one thing we're trying to stress as a coaching staff that, um, you know, stay focused and um, worry about the task at hand and, you know, don't let up. Are we, are we, I, anybody who's ever played for me or coached with me knows this, that I don't accept anything less than a kid's best effort. And I'm going to hold them accountable to that. And uh, whether we're up by 30 or down by 30. And uh, that's how I, I want our program to be, that we're just going to try our hardest and play our best and let the chips fall where they may. Coach, fundamentally, is there any aspect of your game, offensively, defensively, where you want to see your team take another step here in the final weeks? Uh, you, you know, um, we just got to continue to grow, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, you I, I can see it. Our coaching staff can see it, you know, as you focus on it one week. And, you know, we always come in over the weekend as a coaching staff. We try to identify our strengths and weaknesses, what went wrong, what what we do right, what do we got to work on. Uh, what do we need to improve, you know, and then whittle it down to individual players. Um, you know, we do those things, and then you try to hit on those things in practice. And uh, once we, you know, and you can see it. You, you, you know, you look at it, okay, this kid's not getting this, so we got to go back to it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back if a kid's not getting it. And, uh, um, you know, that's all about the learning process and coaching and high school football. And so, uh, I think we do a pretty good job. I think our coaching staff does a great job with that. And, um, you know, it's, it, I, I'm very proud to work with our coaches and, um, you know, they're a great group of guys and they're, they're good for kids and, uh, very knowledgeable of our system and what we're trying to do as a program. Um, you know, and so it, it's, we're coming along. We're, we're getting better. And there's a few areas that I think, you know, that, as a coach, you never, I guess, really satisfied. But um, you know, we're 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 looking at a few different angles and uh, hoping to get better. Oh, coach, what does a game like Go Gibbet come down to? What do you guys need to do to take care of business? Uh, again, uh, in the trenches, we got to control the line of scrimmage. Um, we have to stay sharp for a full four quarters. We have to. And uh, we have to be able to do our job and, and do our assignments that we're assigned to do. And, uh, you know, because though, you know, it looks like a sweep going one way and, you know, you got a cross trap coming the other or they'll send all the receivers one way and then one, you know, only receiver will be crossing across the middle. And if you don't pick him up, there's nobody there. So we got one guy that's making sure he, you know, he's got to pick him up. And uh, so you got to, it, it, it is, you got to do your job against the, uh, wing T team and full house T team. And, uh, if we can do those things, um, you know, and I think we got to sustain our blocks a little bit better on offense and control that line of scrimmage. Uh, I thought we, we did pretty good against, uh, Lance. I think we can do even a little bit better. Um, our backs got to continue to get better and try to hit that hole and see the hole. Our, our full backs, um, lead blockers and things like that in our wings. Um, we got to get better there and, uh, to making sure we know who we block and then once we know who we block rock blocking them block properly we focused on that this week so if we can do those little things and get better uh, i think we got a good shot scott sergio is the head football coach at westwood his team taking on go gibbick in week eight appreciate the time as always serge best of luck we'll talk soon thanks a lot Sam. let's take a time out more after this on espn up here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani football with head coach Paul Jacobson. His team 5-2 and two after taking down Gogebic 42-16 to 16 last week. Coach, a good win for you guys getting out to a 35 to nothing halftime lead. You retained the Dick Koski Trophy. Tell me about how your team performed in Week 7 and how you plan to carry it over to Week 8. 
You know, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, you know, we were, it was one of those games where we were expected to win. And I think the biggest thing is we came out and, uh, you know, carried out our assignments on both sides of the ball and were able to take control of that game early and, and do what we, what we knew we had to do and what, what people thought we should do. Um, you know, it comes back to the leadership we've had and practice and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you look at Alex Munson and, um, Jason Waterman and Logan Shottier, Leo Helpy, Davin Marshall, some of our seniors now that are really taking control of it. You know, we really try to, um, we try to emphasize last week to our kids, like, you know, hey, you gotta remember a month ago where we were and where, what it felt like, you know, one, two sitting here and some of our key players done for the season and, you know, we're kind of down in the dumps and you gotta remember also what you've done now between then and now in order to have some success. So, you know, um, you have to look at where you've been, where you are now as a team, and then what you need to do um, to reach your goals. And obviously, you know, playoffs is one of them. And, and um, you know, state championships obviously is in the, in the, in the conversation always. But, um, you know, in order to make the playoffs, we got to get a win this week. And, and, and Houghton's no different. I think they're, you know, they're a better football team than 2-5. and five. Um, I think they're physical. I think they come at you a little bit. So, you know, we've been good in practice this week and uh, really looking at what we need to do as a team to get a victory, and that starts with, uh, you know, even our film work, you know, sitting all the team and watching on film and not just evaluating ourselves, but um, and Houghton as well. So, you know, we know what, what we need to do at this point in the season in order to have some success and just a matter of, of getting down to it and getting after it and, 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 and do what we need to do as, as individually and, and as a team. Was there any worry that your guys might overlook Go Gibbet going into Week Seven? And if so, did you feel like they stepped right onto the field and took care of business? You know, there's, there's always that concern. You know, <laughs> you, you never want to overlook the points. You're, you're most of that you're going to start, and it was it was about us. I think we kind of came out and handled our business and, and took care of what we needed to take care of. Coach, tell me about this week of practice. It's been good, you know. Obviously, a little wet, but it's been good, you know. Again, the, the kids, uh, we got it's a good group of kids, but a good group of kids uh, on and off the field. You know, they know they can get after it and practice a little bit, and you know, we're able to structure practice in a way we can keep them going and keep them busy and keep them, keep their attention span with us. And uh, you know, having some kids on, on, on the scout team, you know, they, they kind of go kind of goes overlooked a lot of times. You know, there's guys that have given us a great look throughout the year, and Nick Jacobetti is one of those guys that, you know, early on was a, was a scout team and really worked his tail off, and because of injuries, now is, uh, you know, a starter force. And, and but early on, he was a guy that was pushing our starters, and um, you know, Caleb Abbott and, and Jake Sakora and John Scout, and you know, these are guys that we recognize periodically uh, on the scout team, the scout team players of the week because they help prepare us. Uh, Four games like Houghton this week, so it's it, it's it's been good. It's been uh, you know we're we're really assuming our roles. I think our juniors really matured um, in the last couple of weeks, and it's it's been uh, it's been fun to be a part of. Coach, let's talk about Houghton. You said that you think they're better than a two and five team. What is it about the Gremlins that makes them dangerous? Well, I think they're getting back their big fullback this week too. He's a he's a junior. Last year he uh, ran for um, over a hundred yards against us on the ground uh, as a sophomore. Um, I think to get him back this week, probably uh, he's been missing the last probably three weeks, four weeks um, with a shoulder injury. So we expect to see him in the lineup this week. Um, but they're physical, you know. They'll come and hit you for sure. Um, you know, they're they're good at what they do offensively and defensively. They're going to load the box up and and again strike blows. So you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna take us to be able to come out and, and execute and play good assignment football on both sides of the ball and make sure you're doing your one eleventh of, of, of the job. Will they put on a little pressure defensively when they load the box? Not really. You know, maybe if you start moving the ball a little bit, you know, they'll they'll bring with some some inside pressure. But most of, most of the time, you know, try to try to make kids run it outside the tackles where they have most of their guys stacked. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Defensively, what kind of scheme will they run? They're more of a five-three, where they're you know a five-down lineman, three backers. Um, you know, and they'll run more of a zone coverage uh, against you. But um, like I said, they're gonna you know they're gonna load the box off and make sure that we're that we're not running up into the tackles and make sure they're trying to get outside. Offensively, are they kind of a misdirection team and then go right up the gut with Zappelnick? Well, a little, a little bit. Yeah, they're a, they're a wing slot, uh, a lot of a lot of side to side stuff. And then um, you know, with that fullback being back, I anticipate them really being able to try to run between the tackles with him with a kind of a belly scheme or a trap scheme up front with them. 
I have a new quarterback this year, and I got to see him in week one. I haven't seen him since. How's he developed and settled into that role? He's not a tremendous thrower, but he's efficient, um, especially when they get that fullback out of the backfield in the flats and that when they run their waggles. And, um, you know, he doesn't throw a great ball, but he throws it well enough where he's efficient. And, uh, you know, he'll try to hurt you maybe with his feet more so than his arm. What kind of scheme will they run at you offensively? Wing slot, you know, a little misdirection on the edge. Um, but, you know, mainly they want to hit you up front with the, with the fullback and, and try to get him going a little bit. So what does this game come down to, Coach? What do you guys need to do to take care of business? We need to, we need to keep doing what we've been doing the last five weeks, and that's, uh, you know, making sure that each guy on the field is taking care of his business and doing his assignment and the best he can do it. And then you get him playing. That's both sides of the ball. You know, if you're a defensive man and you got an assignment to do, you better carry it out. And I think that's what we need to uh, continue to do and stay focused on as a team. A win sends you to the postseason. Is that on your guys' mind, something that you've been using as motivation, or is it a case where you just want to take it one game at a time? Well, obviously that's that's a goal. This is this is a goal, and when you win, when you, when you win this week, that it's an obtainable goal. So, um, you know, short term, that's what we want to do. You know, we want to make the playoffs, and that this is this is the week to do it. You know, and uh, we can't look ahead to what we have in store for us with Westwood or anything like that. We got to make sure that that we take care of our business week and, and get that six win in the playoffs and. And then uh, we'll see what happens from there. Paul Jacobson is the head football coach in Nagani. His team getting set to take on Houghton on Friday. Appreciate the time as always, Jake. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming football with head coach George Nimi. His team, on the verge of clinching a playoff berth, can do so with a win at Munising. Coach, we talked about last week's win over West Iron a little bit on Saturday. Let's go back and revisit it. Anything else jump out at you now that you've had a little more time to digest, go back and look at film? Anything else jump out at you from last week's win? You know, I, I guess the big thing is, you know, again, going back, uh, you know, it, it was a great team win for us, and... You know, the, the one thing that jumped out at us is the, the simple fact that, you know, when you, when you lose your quarterback and, and a guy steps in and, and we're able to continue the, you know, to do what we do, you know, that next man up mentality, you know, we really, really noticed that, that, you know, we got people stepping into, into positions and, and doing things that they didn't do the previous week or the previous two weeks. And, uh, you know, it was just a great, great thing to see on film you know, people stepping in and doing a job that they, you know, haven't done previously. Yeah, Ben Pruitt had to step up, take over, play calling duties when John went down with an injury. How is John going into this week? Uh, John's good. A um, couple days of rest. Um, you know, like I said in our, our last interview, he had a CT scan and everything checked out uh, positive. So, you know, we, we rested him the first couple of days here, and uh, he's uh, he's back at it now. He'll be uh, he'll be healthy for, uh, for our music game. As a quarterback, what does Ben Pruitt bring to the table? How does the offense change when he's out there as compared to John? Well, he brings a, you know, he, he brings a, a whole different, um, you know, mentality to the game. You know, number one, Ben's a smart kid. Um, you know, he's looking at that defense and you know where people are lined up, and he, and he's able to see where the where where the hole's going to open up, and you know, so he hits that hole just right, and uh, you know, he's. He's a more physical back in the backfield. So when you put him and Otto Swanson back there, you got two pretty physical kids coming out of that backfield. Well, Coach, you replace a two-game losing streak with a two-game winning streak. Do you feel like the locker room is trending back in the right direction the way it should? Well, you know, you know, our locker room is, has, has been good. In, in spite of those two losses, uh, um, you know, our, our locker room hasn't lost faith in what our, what our plan was. 
um, you know, our kids have been able to keep positive spirits and our coaching staff's been able to be, keep good spirits and, and focus on, on the next game at hand. So, so yeah, every, everything's good in the locker room. Well, Coach, now you control your own destiny as far as clinching a playoff spot and winning a conference championship, getting that second straight Westpac title. How big is that going to be for your guys as far as motivation down the stretch? Well, that's important. I mean, you know, we, we started this season with that goal in mind. You know, I, I mean, I think every team wants to win that, you know, number one, wants to win that conference championship, wants to make those playoffs. You know, that was our goal going into this. And, and, and like you said, it's it's in our hands now. We get, we have to take care of business. Tell me about Munising as you gear up for this one. I know they're going through it right now, but they've got a culture, a tradition over there. They'd love to play spoiler. You know, I'm basing on, you know, what I've seen on film, good – Really good quarterback, um, really good slot receiver, um, nice, couple of nice running backs. Um, you know, again, they've been decimated with injuries, um, you know, so it, it, it's hard to get a read on them. But I know, you know, given what they had last year at the JV level, um, they brought up some good kids. They were physical. Munising's always physical. And, uh, you know, so... You know, we're again, you know, top to bottom, the West Pack is a, a solid conference, so we're expecting another good football game. Has it been a good week of practice? It's been a good week of practice. Um, yeah, we, we, you know, you know, because of our short, our short bench, we've been trying to put players in different positions, you know, to kind of, you know, prepare us, you know, you know, you know, it's knock on wood, so you know somebody you know if they're by chance of that injury we've been repping some different kids in some different positions um you know so it, it's been a great week of practice scheme wise what does munising look like offensively they they like to use um you know a flanker position i formation they'll go with a flanker they'll go i formation unbalanced um you know we'll see a lot of ice we'll see a lot of uh you know um fullback trap you know but but again as you know you know Teams are changing the way they play us. Um, you know, they, they're not able to run the football on us, so they're going to the air more. So I, I don't know what they'll have up their sleeve, but, uh, you know, if they run their base offense, that's what we're going to see. From uh, what you've seen on them in the first seven weeks of the year, are they a team that will layer it out a little bit, or are they pretty much run first? Um, they're run first, but, uh, you know, in the last couple of games, the last two games that I've seen on film, they, they did throw the ball a little bit more. How about defensively? What does Munising bring to the table? Um, defensively, they're 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 solid. I mean, they 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 like to play a, a four man front. Um, they're not afraid to go into five man front. Their linebackers, uh, you know, get up, get after it. Um, and and again, they've they've got good athletes down there. Coach, what does a game like this come down to? What do you guys need to do on your side of the ball? Well, again, you know, sticking with our game plan from day one, we need to control the line of scrimmage. We need to out physical. Um, this team we need to number one be able to establish our running game and uh you know number two stop their running game a win over munising clinches a playoff spot for your guys is that something that you're using as motivation or is it something that you kind of want to table until after it's done no this is this is uh you know we're treating these next two weeks as as our playoff you know we we've got to start getting ready for the playoffs we we want this, our kids have, uh, this is what we started the year for, was to get to the playoffs, and uh, it's right here. It's within our reach. We need to take care of business. Well, Coach, that'll be a big goal here in the coming weeks. Here in the final two weeks of the regular season as you gear up for the postseason, what are your goals fundamentally for your team? Where do you want to see your team take another step? Well, we just need to keep getting better and keep, you know, just fine-tuning. You know, the last couple of games, we've eliminated some of those mistakes that we were making on earlier. We just need to continue fine-tuning and keep eliminating those little things, you know, the little penalties, the little, you know, we didn't do any split snaps, you know, knock on wood the last couple of games, you know, but however, we did fumble a couple snaps in the backfield, you know, so we just need to keep fine-tuning and eliminating those little things that kill drives for us. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming, his team taking on Munising in Week 8. Appreciate the time as always. George, best of luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. 
Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-Bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now, Doug Gwynn, Model Downer Football with head coach Dion Brown. His team coming off a 28-20 loss to Norway in Week 7. Coach, another one where you're in it right down to the end. Tell me about that matchup from your perspective. Well, um, <laughs> like you said, pretty much it's been going the same, you know, same thing all week. It's been going, you know, not all way. Uh, took a 20-6 lead, played. Real good until probably about two minutes left to go in the second quarter, uh, twenty to six. Uh, then you know they get a thirty-five yard touchdown pass off like a two-yard route. We had some guys pretty much let up. Uh, then we fumbled the ball with like a minute left in the first half, right on like the twenty-yard line. We got a, a penalty. Uh, well, they got a penalty. Uh, that pushed them back a little bit, so it's like six seconds left. Uh, they throw a, like a 30-yard Hail Mary in the end zone. The kid pretty much was out of bounds, but the ref called him, called him in, uh, and that tied the game. And then just some dumb mistakes back and forth in the third and fourth quarter, literally by both teams. And then finally they put together a nice drive with like uh, about three minutes left and won the game. So, you know, hats off to Norway. And, um uh, we just got to find, find a way to win a ball game. So, Coach, going into week eight, you know the playoffs aren't in the picture right now. What's the motivation in the locker room for your guys here down the stretch? Uh, just to try to win a game, you know, just to win. We've been in we've been in every single game. It's like a broken record. We've been in every game this year. Uh, just have not went our way. Uh, but the motivation is still there. Um, same guys, just, you know, they come to practice. Uh, we practice hard, you know, we just got to limit those dumb mistakes. And it seems like when we do, when we have mistakes, it's, it's came and just, you know, it, it, it bit us pretty much this year. Uh, so our motivation is still there. Uh, guys still trying to perform at a high, high, high level. Um, you know, just, it's been, it's been frustrating as a coach, but, and, and as a player too, guys who came up to me and said, you know, this, this, this sucks. And I said, I know, you know, I never visioned us being 0 and 7 at this point, but you know, things happen and got to go forward. Well, coach, a new week. Tell me about this week of practice, what you guys have addressed. Uh, well, nothing really. You know, you know, when you 0 and 7, you don't put in new plays, new formations, new, nothing. I mean, it's just been the same thing. Um, we actually practiced a little bit later yesterday because of the rain, but, we had we had two great practices. Hopefully, have another good practice today and a nice walk through tomorrow and go play uh, West Iron County. Hey, you got the Wycons coming up. Tell me about them. Uh, same thing as as pretty much last year. Um, love to run the Bucks sweep. Uh, love to run counters. Uh, waggle out of that wing formation. Uh, they tried to spread Ishpeming out a little bit last week. Uh, played Calumet tough. But other than that, it's nothing that we have not seen. Big lineman up front, nice quarterback that can put the ball, you know, love to put the ball in the air off play action. Just same thing. So, you know, we're going there and we'll, we'll play them tough and hopefully we can get a win. Is team speed a strength for them? Uh, no, not, not at all. Not at all. They're, they're more of that. They want to get to the edge on the outside. Um, they more of that sweet team that want, they want love to pull those two guards. Um, 
that's been a staple of their offense, you know, the past two years that I've seen, you know, since we start playing them. Uh, so that's what we got to do. You know, the guards pull, you got to get down the line. Uh, linebackers got to read their keys. And that's what they want to do. If they could run the ball probably 35, 40 times, they'll do it. So we just got to read our keys, and it's nothing that we haven't seen. I mean, a lot of these teams run pretty much the same offense. You just got to be able to cover it. Are they one of those teams that will run ice at you, just try to wear you down and grind the clock? Not necessarily ice, but it's it's more of the sweep. It's more of a trap. And then, yeah, if they find a gap in there, you'll, you'll see them run some, run some ice. They'll motion that back into the backfield and then try to run that double ice at you from out of the wing T-set. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's nothing that we haven't seen, nothing that we haven't prepared for. Um, Decent athletes. They got quarterback. Is I think it was a three-year starter for those guys. So you know we got our work cut out, cut out for us. It's on the road, um, hostile environment. You know and it'll be fun. Dion, how about on the defensive side of the ball? What does West Iron bring to the table? Defensive side of the ball, it's more of a four-four look. Uh, they're going to a five sometime with that stand-up defensive end. Uh, play some some man-to-man. They'll play some cover three. So you know they they give us. They, they give you different looks, and plus with us, you know, we four wide receivers, sometimes five wide. So we'll see, we'll see probably a few things. Uh, we've done a great job this year picking up blitzes, so I think that 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 won't be a problem for us, you know. Um, so whatever we, whatever they throw at us, we've already seen. Our biggest thing is just you know trying to hold on to a lead in the third or fourth quarter. How are they defending the pass? Uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell because I really haven't seen them that much defending the pass. A lot of teams that they've played have ran the ball. Um, when when they when they have spread them out a little bit, um, wasn't too bad. A lot of man to man I've seen. Uh, but like I said, really how you really couldn't tell. You know, I haven't really seen too many teams that they've played where they've had three or four wide receivers out there guarding. More of the time, it's been two wide receivers sets so they might try to throw us a different look but it have, it's nothing that they can do that we haven't seen uh, we picked up like i said we've done an excellent job of picking up blitzes and and swinging our backside of the backfield so that's hard to kind of kind of blitzes but um you know so we'll be ready for anything they throw at us ishpeming shut them out last week did anything jump out at you on film that confused west iron uh yeah you know that you can't run the ball to middle against ishpeming you know uh, that line is really good. You know, you got you got uh, about what four or five uh, defensive returning starters, big linemen. Those guys, they they get up the field, they come at you. And I think that one of the weaknesses, you know, was to try to spread them out. You know, you watch Westwood and Nagani, and what we did to them, you got to spread them out. And Western County didn't do that. They tried to, you know, when they go in there and run their stuff, that ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. Uh, so, and you see, and then they was trying to throw the ball out of their wing tee. And Ishmael did a great job of covering those guys. So, you know, hats off to them. But uh, that was it. That was stood out to me in that film. And Ishmael did a great job of stopping their run, you know, inside and outside. So if we could play like that, hey, we could win. So, Deion, what are the keys for your team? Is it controlling the line of scrimmage? Is it getting them in third and long? What have you? Just controlling the line of scrimmage. And to be honest with you, don't make a, don't make those mental mistakes. We've we've killed ourselves this year, you know. Hats off to every team that beat us, but honestly, we it's been dumb things that we've done. So if we could limit those, and we could we'll win the game. I mean, we've moved the ball up and down the field against everybody we played. It's just drop passes, turnovers, you know, just lack of lack of mental focus. So if we could, you know, cut that down, don't have no turnovers and play. Uh, model town of football will be fine. Deion Brown is a head football coach at Gwynn. His team travels to West Iron for week eight. Appreciate the time as always, Deion. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side by side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. 
member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Ember's Credit Union. Let's live it up. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason. His team three and four after a 28-21 victory last week over Menominee. Coach, I know we talked briefly about it on Saturday morning. Your team scores 28 unanswered to keep your playoff and conference championship hopes alive. Tell me again about that matchup. Anything that we didn't touch on Saturday? Maybe you've had a little time to go back and regroup, watch some film, what have you. Well, I mean, I, I guess the, the main part of that was, you know, the the, the kids and, and the fact that they didn't give up and they kept playing. Uh, you know, anytime you get down by 21, especially to a, a team as uh, as good as Menominee has been and, and are, um, you know, your kids, uh, you know, their, their confidence and whatnot, uh, you know, dropped significantly and they were able to battle back. I mean, we had some things go our way uh, as far as uh, turnovers and, uh, you know, the kids just started to make some plays. And, and once they got confidence, they just kept rolling. And, you know, with kids, any high school age kids, 15 to 18, when that confidence and that momentum starts going your way, especially the way that it just kind of it kind of built up and we just kept, you know, building off of it, I mean, it's hard to stop. So give all the credit to our kids and uh, very happy for their effort. And they've given us that all year. Coach, it had been a long time since Marquette football had beat Menominee. Did the guys sense that? Did they kind of celebrate that afterwards? Oh, yeah. We <laughs> we definitely uh, celebrated it. And, uh, you know, it has been a while. And, and it, you know, Menominee, like I said, they're just they're good year in and year out. And to get a win like that against a quality program, you know, hopefully it propels our kids uh, through the final two games of this year. Um, they had a great week, you know, this so far of practice, uh, even though the weather's been pretty rotten, uh, the kids still come out with a good attitude and, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Friday night. Well, coach, tell me about this week of practice. Has it been a good one? Yeah, it has been good. I mean, like I say, the weather hasn't been the best, but we found different things to do that, you know, was uh, a little off the norm, uh, especially on Tuesday when it, it rained, uh, we did a lot of uh, talking amongst ourselves. We gave the kids a little bit of a, I guess you'd say, a little homework to do and, and give us some feedback of what they liked this year, what they didn't like, and what they can do to improve themselves over the final two weeks. And we had a great discussion, and uh, the kids really took it seriously. And, you know, out of that, you know, as coaches, you just continue to learn. And from that, you know, you kind of continue to see what the kids are interested in and what they're not. And, you know, if they take it serious, you can you gain a lot from it. So though, that was quality on uh, on Tuesday, and then yesterday um, we came out, we were on the field, and and we had a good practice. Kids are all enthusiastic, and one of the nice things you see after definitely after winning is uh, everybody's on the field on time, and everybody's ready to go and and excited about it. You know, despite the fact, I'll be honest with you, it was miserable yesterday with the the wind and cold, but uh, we got through it. What are some areas that you want to see your team improve on here in the final couple of weeks? Well, the, the biggest area, I think, is, is just starting quicker. Uh, we've been so slow to start over, you know, numerous games this year. And, you know, we're close in the fact that I think, you know, if you make a play, just like anything, like we talked earlier about the momentum, if you can make a play early on and, and get some confidence going. But we just seem to we come out slow and and – then we have to, you know, nail biter till the end and, and try and pull it out in the end. But, you know, I've been talking all week and, and kind of asking them their opinion. You know, what do we need to get going quicker here? You know, I'm I'm willing to do anything. You got to. You're always looking for that button to push. And, you know, that they 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 seem like I said. You know, they understand. They're the first ones to say, yeah, we got to get going quicker. But you know, we got to make that happen. And hopefully, this week's the week. Your passing game's been there all year. Do you feel like the running attack is starting to get where it needs to be? Yeah, we actually ran the ball very well uh, the last few weeks. And, you know, we had 180 yards against Petoskey, uh, 150 or 60 last week against Menominee. And, you know, they're they're tough to run against and Petoskey as well. So our running game's getting better, which is definitely uh, is going to help us. You know, the more balanced you can be, as we hear all the time on, you know, whatever football you're listening to, the more balanced you can be, uh, the better you're going to be. And, and it's just nice. And obviously with the running game too, you know, you're running clock and different things uh, in that aspect. So 
it's gotten a lot better, and you know we've you know each week added a few things, a few wrinkles here and there, without trying to overload the kids and, and making sure that they're understand their responsibilities and, and kind of keep everything fresh for them too. Uh, Coach, sitting at three and four going into week eight, you know you probably got to win out to win the conference championship. You do to get to the playoffs. Is that something that you're stressing to your guys' motivation? Is that something that's heavy on your guys' mind, or is it something where you want to take it one game at a time? I think it's more. I mean, you obviously, you know, we've talked about it. I, you know, the 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 topic has come up. You know, it's been so long since we have uh, won the conference on our own outright. I guess you'd say, but you know, the biggest thing is you know not not coming into this week you know thinking ahead I, I mean i think when you do that you know take care of the game in front of you and it, you know once you do that then we can talk kingsford next week but right now it's it's just been basically focusing on on gladstone uh they had a rough game last week which is pretty unusual for you know they played escanaba and it's pretty unusual for a gladstone escanaba game uh, to be that one-sided, uh, so they're at home this week, and keep stressing to the kids. That, you know, they're looking just like we are to get better each week, and and we don't want to come into this and be looking ahead. I mean, you got to take care of what's in front of you first, and then the rest will happen. But uh, I think the kids are pretty focused, and they understand what needs to be done, and 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 they'll get it done. Coach, what was working for Escanaba against Gladstone last week? You know, it, it, they had a lot of, uh, you know, the, their run game, uh, they matched up pretty well against Gladstone. You know, Escanaba always trying to hit the edges, uh, get out, get out, get outside on you. And, you know, our, that kind of fits into what we like to do as well. So, you know, watching, you know, in their passing game was, was good. Their, their quarterback who had been out for a week, uh, he was back. So, you know, it, it looked like, you know, I, to me, it looked like obviously Escanaba played well, but it also looked to me like Gladstone came out and obviously didn't play uh, their best, and you know they they just they struggled with a lot of aspects of the game. I mean, and with thirty-five nothing, you know you're going to struggle. So, you know, we just kind of letting the kids know, like, hey, let's not use this and look at this Escanaba Gladstone game as something that Gladstone is. They've been a quality team throughout the year. And let's let's give them all the respect we can, and and just come out and play hard, and and the you know the results will come after that. What kind of playmakers does Gladstone bring to the table? You know, there's they got a real good uh, uh, running back that runs hard. Um, now I, it looks like in the uh, game last week that their their uh, senior quarterback may have gotten hurt. Uh, they finished up. It looks like a sophomore and. Uh, you know that kid. I, I remember him playing him last year. He's very quality and, and a very talented kid that had good speed and could throw the ball. So, you know, outside of that, I mean, it was hard when you're looking at weapons and stuff. When you're looking at the Gladstone Escanaba game, because unfortunately they didn't score any points. But you know, defensively, uh, you know, they're they're the typical. You know, they're playing a cover two. Uh, you know, so those are all things we've seen all year in. It's not that nice when you watch them match up against a team like Escanaba because we're Escanaba and, and us we're very similar in our offensive uh, scheme and what we like to do. So you can kind of get an idea of what the team's going to do against you, you know, after watching them play a team similar to you. So it's just been a, a week of you know trying to prepare for as much as you can. I mean, you're not going to get everything. I mean, the other team's trying to win too. So you know we just give the kids as much information as we can, and then it's up to them to go out, execute, and uh, play with effort. Are size, speed, anything like that a strength for Gladstone this year? I I don't see that uh, a whole lot. Uh, you know, they're a good-sized team, um, but nothing really, and I don't want to sound like I'm slighting them or anything, but nothing really stands out. I think they're just a balanced team that, uh, you know, they come out and what is typical of a Gladstone team and has been since uh, I can remember is they come out and they, they're a very physical group of kids. Uh, Gladstone's always been noted for that. Um, they're well, you know, well coached and they, they come out, they hit hard and we'll have to be ready for that. And I think our kids are. So what does a game like this come down to coach? What do you guys need to do on your side of the ball to come out with a win? Well, again, I think we need to start, you know, start a lot quicker. We need to 
get our kids some confidence right off the bat. Uh, once, you know, as we see last week, once we, we started getting a little confidence, you know, things started to roll and we started to take advantage of opportunities. And kids, you know, with emotion, uh, again, of the 15 to 18-year-old kids, you know, the more confidence and, and the more emotional they get and excited about the the game, the better. Um, the nice thing with us right now is we're playing darn near every kid, uh, which makes, you know, keeps the sidelines up. Uh, it keeps the uh, the practices fresh. Every kid know, you know, knows they're going to be involved. And it just makes for a better all-around experience for everyone because, you know, everybody's interested and everybody's involved. So as far as what we need to do, I, again, I think it's just to start start off quick, um, run the ball, and, you know, the typical things that you hear day in and day out from most coaches, you know, and, and, and try to limit your mistakes. Uh, you know, when you get into teams like this, uh, obviously you want to keep your mistakes to a minimum because you give them opportunities that you normally wouldn't, and, and they're good enough and they got good enough athletes that they're going to take advantage of them. So we just need to be smart and, again, play with confidence and uh, put our effort that we've had all year, the same effort, and we'll be fine. Eric Mason is the head football coach at Marquette. His team getting set to take on Gladstone in Week 8. Appreciate the time as always, Coach. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Okay. Appreciate it, Tanner. Thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food. The room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need, and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Tanner Hoops with you once again here in our final minutes of the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Let's take one last look at the high school scoreboard for Week 8 and it began last night where Brimley was at home. They were trying to clinch a spot in the playoffs. They'll have to wait till next week. Newberry comes away with a 20 to 18 win to move to 5 and 3 in the year. That drops Brimley to 5 and 3. Newberry forces a turnover late that game by the way in the eight player circuit and each team will have a chance to clinch a playoff berth next week in the final regular season contest of the year. Forest Park was supposed to travel to Stevenson last night. Stevenson forfeited their second straight game. That being said Forest Park still wants to get that sixth win they're five and two so they have scheduled Morris the top ranked team in eight player they are going to play Morris in a battle of top five teams Saturday at Pickford a neutral site game Forest Park and Morris Saturday at Pickford kickoff is set for two o'clock that makes up for Stevenson's forfeit last night here are the games coming up this evening Escanaba hosting Traverse City Central in a battle of six and one teams that should be a fun one great northern UP conference battle you have a couple of four and three teams each fighting for their postseason lives when Kingsford travels to take on Menominee Westpac matchup Calumet clinched a postseason berth last week they're six and one and they're at home with Hancock who comes in with a four and three record fighting for their postseason lives Nagani with a chance to get off the playoff bubble this evening they're five and two and they're at home with two and five houghton westpac iron matchup you have ishpeming with a chance to clinch tonight the five and two hematites go on the road and they take on the zero and seven munising mustangs non-conference matchup as east jordan host mansalona east jordan is two and five mansalona comes in at four and two another non-conference matchup johannesburg lewiston seven and zero, playing really good football right now they're at home tonight with frankfurt who comes in with a three and four record. Non-conference matchup, St. Ignis will travel to take on Rogers City. The Saints come in four and three, still a chance to get into the postseason here in the regular season. And Rogers City comes in at one and six. Great Lakes East Conference matchup, Pickford. They clinched a spot last week. They're at home, six and one record for the Panthers. They will take on Rapid River, who comes in 
at three and four. Elsewhere in the eight-player circuit, North Dickinson at home against Ontonagon in a battle of one and six teams. Great Northern UP battle, Marquette fighting for their postseason lives. Couple of wins would give them a conference championship and put them in position for a wild card bid. They got to take care of business tonight, though, when they go on the road and they take on Gladstone in a battle of three and four teams. Westpac battle again. Westwood at Gogebic. Patriots at five and two can clinch a postseason berth for the third straight year with a win tonight. It would be Westwood's fifth trip to the playoffs in the last six years. Westwood has never gone to the playoffs in three consecutive seasons before in school history. Chance to clinch it tonight when they travel to zero and seven. Gogebic again. That game can be heard right here on ESPN UP, and it's my hope that you join us. Another Westpac matchup: Iron Mountain on the road. They've clinched a postseason spot. They can clinch a conference title with a win tonight. They take on Lance, who's searching for some kind of consistency after starting the year four and one. They've got to come up with wins against Iron Mountain and Calumet in the final two weeks of the regular season to get that magic number of six wins. Another Westpac matchup: Norway is at Manistique in a battle of two and five teams. Gwyn looking for their first win of the year tonight when the Model Towners take their 0-7 record on the road. They take on West Iron County at five and two. The Wycons with a chance to clinch a postseason berth tonight. Harbor Springs at five and two travels to take on two and five Elk Rapids. Tawas at three and four travels to Indian River. They will take on 0-7 Inland Lakes. Great Lakes East Conference matchup, eight-player circuit. Cedarville four and three at home against two and five Superior Central. Great Lakes East Conference battle. Engadine clinched a spot last week. They're six and one. They travel to take on three and four Rudyard and Great Lakes West Conference battle in the eight-player circuit tonight. North Central seven and zero at home. They take on three and four Carney Nadeau. That is a look around the UP scoreboard for this evening. How about games coming up tomorrow? We've got a battle of five and two teams when the Sioux travels to take on Ludington and then a Westpac matchup as Bark River Harris at five and two with a chance to clinch at Lake Linden Hubble who comes in four and three. That is a look around the UP scoreboard for week eight of this football season. That is it for us here in ESPN UP. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Enjoy your game tonight. And we'll talk at you tomorrow for the Saturday Morning Coaches Show on ESPN-UP WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.